Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. I like lawyers, but I like cowboys much better. <laughs> lawyers? I don't need no stinking lawyers. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, along with Bunker de France in Los Angeles. It's our good friend Todd Roberts. Howdy, sir. Hello. Hello to Chris Enns and, and to my two compatriots. Yes, and our guest today. Of course, today. as the bard said, the first thing we do is kill all the lawyers. There you go. <laughs> uh, our guest today is uh, Western Riders of America President uh, Chris Enns. And the our topic, the lovely and talented Chris Enns, yes. and we are uh, talking about ladies in the westerns, uh, uh, silence, talkies, ladies in the westerns. Yes, indeedy. Well, well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank welcome. you so much for allowing me to be a part of the broadcast. You bet. We couldn't do thank, the show thank without you. Thank you so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Especially when, with your expertise. When, yeah, when this topic was thought up, you were right out there uh, to get. Uh, to come on to the program for this, so I mean that's that's that was a no brainer. But before we get into that, we've got some public service announcements. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, just to let you folks know, the Empire Ranch Foundation has got their spring trail ride coming up on Saturday, April second, and they ask you to join them for an authentic trail ride and wagon tour experience through the La Cienega National Conservation Area with spectacular scenery and amazing views. There'll be a chuck wagon lunch included with the morning horseback ride, and lunch can be purchased separately in advance for those that aren't doing that. There will be, a, you have your choice of the different rides. There's a 9 a.m., 3-hour ride, a 10 a.m., hour-and-a-half ride, and then 1, 2, 3, and 4 p.m. have 45-minute rides. There'll be a 1-hour horse-drawn wagon tour at 9.30 1045, 130, and 2.45. Uh, you can bring your own horse or uh, horse rentals, but I have to warn you that uh, as of uh, Thursday, there was only three horses left, so if you want to rent a horse, just like renting a hench, you better be quick. <laughs> and uh, Anyhow, they ask you to sign up early to guarantee uh, the experience, and also that all rides, whether it's your own horse or a rental, must be done in advance because there'll be no registration on the uh, on the day of the event, and this is a fundraising event to benefit the Empire Ranch Foundation. It's located at La Cienega National Conservation Area, just outside of uh, Sonoida. You can look them up at uh, EmpireRanchFoundation.org and get more information. And one little last piece to tidbit here is next Saturday. Horse racing at Burrito Racetrack, the home of quarter horse racing, will commence again for our summer, excuse me, our winter event. And they're off! <laughs> and it's Beetle Bong. <laughs> all right. Women in the West. This ends. Tell us about all of these wonderful actresses. Uh, uh, just start someplace and we'll go from there. Well, you know, I uh, just finished putting uh, the finishing touches on a new book that I have coming out in July of this year called Long Came a Cowgirl. And it's about the iconic uh, cowgirls who performed in rodeos and Wild West shows. And as I was doing work on that, it just kind of segued into these uh, amazing cowgirls who got their start, went from being in the Wild West shows to being in the silent films. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they, they really need it. When they're putting the, together these silent films, at first doing these amazing westerns, they needed they needed women who knew how to ride. Yep. And a lot of these women came into the industry from the Wild West shows. So it was fun to be able to, to write about some of these ladies, uh, women like Kitty Knut. We've all heard of Yakima Knut, mm-hmm. who... Um, you know, was a great stuntman and really perfected the art of um, shooting, of, of fighting on screen, on camera. I mean, he and John Wayne kind of perfected that beforehand. Right. It always looked really hokey. But the two of them perfected how to, to really work that out on camera. Well, Yakima was married to a feisty uh, woman by the name of Kitty Knut, who who rode in relay races and did a number of things in the rodeos. And she then... She and Knut divorced before um, 
before he could see her actually be in any of the films. But I mean, she was an incredible spitfire. She hmm. uh, ran in all these rodeos, and and um, if she lost, and she didn't think that it was a right, she didn't think that the win from the competitor was righteous. She didn't have any compunction at all about taking a two by four and just beating the crud out of the people. <laughs> That's funny. So someone you... like that, when you had to, when you had to have a have some women to be stunt women for, uh, like Dale Evans, for example, these are the women that you that you went to get. Yeah, was Dale a, a stunt woman? I mean, I know she was a singer. But uh, w- could she handle uh, the stunts on she her own? Was it a horseman? Uh, no, she did. As a matter of fact, one of the um, one of the very first that she and she and Roy's their first movie was called The Cowboy and the Senorita. Right. And uh, their first day on the set, uh, Dale has to come riding through and then stop her horse really quickly. And she didn't really know anything about writing until that particular film. And, of course, when you're auditioning for these films, you never tell them, no, I can't write. You always <laughs> say, of course I can write. So uh, when she comes running and when she comes riding her horse onto the set, uh, she and Gabby Hayes, uh, Gabby Hayes and uh, Roy Rogers were watching her ride. And Roy Rogers said, I haven't seen that much daylight between a saddle and a rider and I don't know how long. <laughs> so, well, you know, they, just, the thing, too, back then is if they were from Texas, the studios thought you could ride. <laughs> well, sure, because everybody, you know, you had a, it's, it's kind of like living in California. I live in Northern California, mm-hmm. and everybody thinks I live next to the ocean. Yeah. You know, so they, they don't have any concept that the, that the, the state is big or, or had any idea that just because you were from Texas didn't necessarily mean that you could ride. Now, yeah. uh, Dale, Dale Road, but but not to uh, the extent that they needed her to write in the films, not at the very beginning anyway. She and by the time she did the TV series, she could write. By the time TV yeah, came around, yeah. Right, she could write. I mean, by the by the time they're doing the television series, she's, she's exceptional at what she does. And Buttermilk, her horse, was never as famous as, as Trigger, but still she had her own horse. Yeah. Oh, and buttermilk you? stuffed as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so's bullet. Uh, when you were doing your uh, research on the rodeo gals, did you get anything on the Greeno sisters? Uh, Alice no, and Marge? I, no, I did not. If they, you know, I, I I focused primarily on those women who um, were were big winners at different rodeos at they, the Frontier Days. They were foundation um, gals in rodeo. Uh, in fact, uh, they later years they worked the pictures here in Tucson. But and uh, uh, what was it? Alice, she uh, actually had a stable there in L.A. furnishing horses. Her and her husband for the picture business for a while, hmm. and she worked hmm. she worked doubling and doing stunts as well. Well, I knew that I knew that these women who who performed in the circuses. I mean, there's this amazing woman that I was able to write about. Her name is Hazel Hickey Moore. Yeah. She was trained, um, she, she learned to ride at a very young age and then went from um, trying to find a place to perform. She ends up with the circuses where mm-hmm. she's just this, this, this amazing performer who um, does trick riding and trick roping as well, but mm-hmm. she also sings. So you had some of the very first singing cowgirls come out of the circuses, right. and then when they started making that leap onto the to the screen, you had people like Hazel Hickey Moore who could show them how it was done. Uh, a lot of them didn't have a voice to translate from talkies from from silent pictures into talkies, but. Um, well, just, I found I found thing. reading one of your little pieces. I found a gal that I had not heard of. And read it and got very interested in her. And I'm not sure I can pronounce her last name right, but it's Bessie Beriscale. Yeah, Bessie Beriscale, yes. Yeah, she's um, a, go ahead and tell us about Betsy. Um, gosh, you know, I'm going to, I can't even remember Bessie right off the top of my noggin. I wrote about so many of them. I'm trying to. Well, trying I can fill in some one. stuff there. Maybe that'll, that'll, uh, spark your memory. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote about Ruth Rowland, you yeah. know, she was, um, she was a San Francisco, she, out of San Francisco, and she started in 11 of the serials, serial westerns, and that was something amazing, too. I mean, she did these death-defying horseback uh, escape rides, 
and um, she made two thousand dollars a week for crying out loud. Wow, which well, is know, huge that's an money in nineteen twenty nine. You, know, you, you, you hit on it. There is during the silent period. People don't realize it, but the, the big money makers were the cereals, and the ladies were the biggest stars in the cereals. Yeah, they certainly will. Certainly were, and you know, a lot of them too were. Um, I mean, they would dress like they would dress like men. They were so much. They, they were so much better at writing. Okay, hang, they, hang, hang on a second, Chris. I'm going to try and conference here. Um, yeah, well, there we go. I got to merge Todd here with you because apparently I don't have. He fell off. I fell off there somewhere along the oh, line. Okay. okay, conference call, merging call. I think we got them both here. I'm here. Oh, okay. good. Okay, uh, we missed you, Todd. I don't know what happened there, but clean Thank feed. Thank you, fellas. Clean feed did its number on me again. Yeah, I'll just throw some quick stuff about Bessie there. Uh, she was yeah, a, you know, um, she starred in. She was known as Two Gun Betty. Yeah. And uh, the costumes that she wore, um, they were also worn by cowboys, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, her she, debut uh, was on Rose of the Rancho in uh, 1914, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. How about that? Right. Yeah. Right. Just, just an amazing... All of these, these women I was able to write about, Sally Blaine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Salida, Colorado, who uh, was in, her, she starred with Randolph Scott and uh, a number of, of parents, but absolutely beautiful women. Um, well, another, you know another one is Esther Ralston, uh, oh, talking yes, about beautiful yes. women. I mean, she was publicized yeah. as the American Venus uh, by uh, Ziegfeld Jr., <laughs> She was the highest paid yeah. actress in Hollywood yeah. one time. Yeah, I mean, my God, and she was uh, she played it opposite in uh, the Silence. She played opposite uh, Hoot, Hoot Gibson and Tom Mix, and then she was also in a couple of uh, talkies with uh, with the Hooter. So, yeah. yeah, you know, one of the women that I was going to write about, I haven't had an opportunity to write about her yet, is Anita Bush, mm. and she was a black um, cowgirl. Mm -hmm. And oh, she that? made um, she made this amazing movie with uh, Bill Pickett called The Crimson Skull. Oh. And uh, she could ride too. Did, <laughs> did she work with down. Did she work with Herb Jeffries? You know, um, don't know about Herb Jeff Jeffries. I don't know about that. This um, the film that I was just telling you about, The Crimson Skull, was. Um, it was made in Jackson, Florida in 1923, and it featured Bill Pickett, and um, who was the famous 101 Ranch Bulldogger. Yeah. And um, now, last week we had we had a, a black cowboy on. He's got the, the cowboy black cowboy museum in Texas, and we talked about it. It's a great show. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I know. I I tried to. Um, I tried to tried to do a little bit of of, of a variety of different women. I can't even remember the one of the women. You know, I wrote about Ruth Mix. I mean, a lot of people know about Tom Mix, but they don't know his daughter was a Hollywood um, star as well. Mm -hmm. um, she oftentimes played um, from from a distance. She could do this amazing trick with the rope called the um, the wedding ring. And some of the men couldn't do it, so they would shoot her from afar and say that it was a man that was doing it. Hmm. Well, you know, another interesting one was Buck Jones's daughter. Yeah, Buck Jones's daughter. Yeah, imagine that. Well, um, I don't know so much about his daughter. As a matter of fact, I knew I about his wife, Nell Jones. But uh, she his wife was cool. Nell. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, you know, I know she's a favorite of yours. Let's go back and talk a little bit more about Dale Evans. You know, you got okay, we can talk about Dale family. Evans. You know, one of the other women I wanted to talk about that made amazing westerns too was Gail Davies. I mean, Gail Russell. Yeah. Well, Gail, Gail yes. Davies too, for crying out yeah. loud. Well, but, she made uh, Angel and the Bad Man and Seven Men from Now. Right, and and just absolutely fascinated with writing about um, Gail Russell because she was just this extraordinary beauty that worked with public pictures and very shy, very shy woman, um, gets her start by taking a tour of the studio with her family, and she gets discovered from that particular tour. And, 
you know, just a troubled woman. Very, because she was so shy, she drank a lot um, to actually be on camera. And um, hmm. she created, it, it becomes a real problem for her later on. Yeah, and her and, and one of her good friends, close. which is John Wayne, who uh-huh. did a number of films with her, recognized the issue that she was having and would oftentimes give her a ride home hmm. from at, at the end of their day when they were shooting different pictures. And it didn't go very well with him and his second wife, Trotta, who always thought that he was having an affair, affair with Gail. But that wasn't the truth. He just felt badly for Gail and um, would give her a ride where she needed to go. And it turns out to be uh, a positive thing that he did for Gail because when she was driving by herself, she ended up in a number of accidents. Oh. When, I'm, when I was writing the book, I, I happened onto a couple of um, arrest reports of her just driving her car right into restaurants, <laughs> the front end of a cafe. Goodness. She was uh, hungry. <laughs> yeah, really? she was hungry. But she you know what's amazing about her? Customer. Not only was she... Yeah. Not only was she just this tremendous actress who did Angel and the Bad Man, it's one of my favorite films, yeah. but just this tremendous actress. But now Hollywood actresses say when they have to study uh, a, a, a woman that's an alcoholic who was trying to be a functioning alcoholic, they study Jane, they study Gail Russell. Mm. Oh. Um, Jane Fonda did a movie uh, where she had to play an alcoholic. And uh, that's she said she studied Gail Russell. So I mean, how it's just tragic for this this amazing woman who who worked as she did, and um, you don't necessarily study her films for how she acted in the films, but studied it to find out how you can be a functioning alcoholic. Kind of <laughs> so. kind of like John Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. That's wow. a roaring functioning. Yeah. Alcoholic. Exactly. Hey, uh, we got to do our first. Then, we got to do our first commercial break here. So hang on a moment, Chris. Uh, oh, Amo, doggone! I was on a roll. I, I know. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, <laughs> and with Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts, and our guest is Chris Enns. We're talking about women in westerns, and uh, there's a bunch of them to talk about. So we're going to get this out of the way and be back with you right after these important messages. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. I'm just going to send for you, Gardner. Remember my telling you about James Wiley? You mean the troubleshooter from the East-West Stage Company? 
Nearly wrecked the casino last fall, and you along with it? Claimed your games were crooked? Yeah, that's the one. This is the Voices of the West. Should have been a clue that that was <laughs> Bob Wills. <laughs> yep, her cowboy stomping there. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. Our guest is Chris Enns. The rolling Chris Enns. And we're talking about women in the Westerns. Back on the roll, Miss Enns. Oh, good. I one of the I wrote this this book called Cowboys, Creatures, and Classics: The Story of Republic Pictures. Oh, yeah. And Republic Pictures had some amazing women working for them in doing a variety of westerns, and one of them was Anne Jeffries. And Anne Jeffries was um, had had her training as an opera star, and then they hire her at Republic Pictures, and she becomes the first singing cowgirl. Hmm. And she made a number of those serials with uh, Wild Bill Elliott. Hmm. Oh. The first one being called Wild Bill Elliott, hmm. calling Wild Bill Elliott. I don't know if you're familiar with any of those Wild Bill Elliott ones, but not, not you guys ever seen any one. of those? Not that particular one. I've seen almost every Republic serial there is, at least that I can find. And I uh, don't remember Wild I remember Wild Bill Elliott. Oh, he, his, his uh, Wild Bill Hickok series. Yeah, and, yeah. He, he did. Well, she was just beautiful, and as I said, she's got the distinction for being the first singing cowgirl. Hmm. And um, she starred she starred opposite him in many of his um, Walbill Elliott, many of those those films that he did. Um, I remember seeing him as a kid. Uh, I'm an army brat, so I grew up part of the time in Germany. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any television there. You just would go to the matinees, and for the matinee, you got a cereal reel, and Wild Bill Elliott was always playing. Yeah. Did you get to see any and, of the um, sauerkraut westerns? Hmm. I did not. Do it, give, me, give me a hint. Give me, give me well, a name of one of them. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's uh, in German, so he can't. <laughs> no, yeah. no. no, it's like uh, Guy Madison did a bunch of them. Lex Barker was one of the first to go over there and, and start doing them. In fact, Barker got to be a really big star doing the Carl May westerns. Rory Calhoun, too. Rory Calhoun, yeah, later, hmm. yeah. Yeah, whole, no, sadly, unless we went to the matinee, we didn't, get any, we didn't get any westerns, although we did have Armed Forces Radio. So yeah, I spent a lot of time yeah. listening to the Cisco Kid yep. and Gunsmoke. Where were you at in Germany? Uh, <laughs> Where were you at, Chris? Pardon me? Where were you at? I was, uh, we were stationed at a place called Gerpigen and mm-hmm. another place called Nelligan. Okay. The, all southern Germany, uh, yeah? Yeah, one of the, um, one of our authors is going to be with, so Western Writers of America author that is going to be at the Tucson Festival of Books. Her name is Manuela Snyder. She is an award-winning Western author, and she's from Germany. Nice. So she's oh, coming cool. to the festival all the way from Germany. Wow. So. Wow. Well, speaking, hey, uh, speaking yeah. of the festival, let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you got all kinds of things happening with. Uh, you got a posse that you're formed up here. We got the the Western Riders tent along with True West tent, and then the the posse and fill us in. And you're going to be doing some speaking yeah, the, too. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. The we the posse is going to be at a couple of different places. One of the first things places we'll be at is at the Sun City um, in Oral Valley at that uh, library there, talking with the group about uh, Big Nose Kate mm-hmm. and I think Bill Markley. You know Bill Markley. Oh yeah, oh, he was on two Bill Markley's going to he's he's going to be coming along and doing his thing, and cool. then uh, Phil Mills, who is the um, who is the incoming president. I stopped being president of WWA in June, but Phil Mills comes in, and he takes over, and he's going to be with us talking about a few of his books. The three of us traveled this past summer together. We went went all through Colorado with the posse. Mm -hmm. So we're back in Arizona with the posse there in March, and then we've got the Tucson Festival of Books, and I think I'm doing a panel with some other authors. I think we're, hey, Here's a new thing. We're going to be talking about Tombstone. Well, about <laughs> never heard of the place. Uh, Somewhere down. Yeah, you guys probably don't don't know anything about that conversation. Yeah, never been there. I'll be there. Never, 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 never. 
Well, now, you know, I'll be there talking about, you know, I wrote a book, uh, came out in 2019 called, um, uh, my gosh, well, according to Kate. Yep. It's mm-hmm. about the uh, Big Nose, it's the uh, first biography about, just solely about uh, Big Nose Kate, which is, um, that was one of our you know, best as we shows. talked before we went on the air, was uh, housekeeper at the uh, Cochise Hotel. Hey, speaking of all the, during the uh, festival, you're going to be out at the White Stallion on the 10th before the festival. That's right, I forgot about that. That's and what are you going to be doing out there? I forget about that. <laughs> Well, again, I'm going to be giving a book lecture. We're going to be talking about these great ladies from Republic Pictures, as I just, um, as we've been talking about. We'll talk a little bit more about them, too. Um, I'll be talking about those ladies from Republic Pictures. I'll be talking about Big Nose Kate. Uh, I'll be talking about some of these amazing um, cowgirls that I've written about, the um, Fox Hastings, who was just this amazing bulldogger. She was a bulldogger before anybody thought that women could bulldog. Bulldogging is taking down a steer with just his horns. Um, They didn't think women could do that. But Fox Hastings, she learns how to do it, and she becomes one of the very first women to do it. And um, uh, she's just an amazing writer and ends up in Arizona and ends up, killing herself. She's yeah. in Arizona, and her husband mm-hmm. dies, and she's despondent, and shoots herself in the stomach, and that doesn't work, and then shoots herself in the head. Wow. Yeah, bulldogging was always considered a big man sport, you know, big six-foot, 200-pound-plus guys, you know. So that is amazing. Yeah. So, Chris, I'm going to throw a, a movie title out and, uh, for discussion here, mm-hmm. and it is appropriate, I think, Westward the Women. Ooh, yes. What do you think? Gosh, don't you just love it that they that they have they have a picture dedicated strictly for that? But yeah, Westward the Women was really it was groundbreaking. It was um, hell of a movie, and and it showed yeah it just it showed exactly what you know when some I mean I don't remember there being a whole lot of you know Denise Darcel was in it and Hope Emerson. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a lot of big name, not a lot of big name women. But what a Robert Taylor, of course. Yeah, he's pretty. Julie Bishop pretty was amazing. in it. Uh, Lenore L- Lornigan, uh, Marilyn Erskine, uh, Renata Vaughn, yeah. Emily Dennis, and that was one of the first pictures that had a woman stunt coordinator too. Right. I mean, and that that again, that woman that was a stunt coordinator, she came, she cut her teeth in the rodeo. Yeah. I mean, it's isn't that amazing? I mean, and and she knew uh, Frank Capra, so and Capra wrote. You know, the story was based on a yeah. Capra idea, yeah. and so Capra was the one that said, "I think you should come on board and be a part of this program." It was, written, it was directed by William Wellman. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I tell you, when you're talking about about women doing, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Forty Guns with Barbara Stanwyck, but yes. that's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yes. That's well, awesome. I was going to bring that up. It's one of my favorite, shall I say, female characters. Is well, it, it's a total Earth uh, takeoff in every way, um, and it's a great film. It's the great Sam Fuller who directed the Big Red One um, and wrote it. Um, and I, you know, I've always loved that film. That that opening with the, her and the forty guys behind <laughs> her riding awesome and <laughs> run that and yeah. run that run that wagon <laughs> off the road and don't care. They don't stop. They don't look back. They're just moving. Get it, you know. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and I, that, that she's a great character in that, and I think Barry Sullivan is fabulous as well. Barbara yeah, Stan, she is amazing. Barbara Stanwyck uh, is a is a tough broad. Period. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, yeah, she yeah. Is. disrespectfully you know, or anything. She was the first woman that was well, inducted into the stuntman yeah. association. I mean, she, well, she also, you know, she came from Brooklyn. She was a tough girl. She yeah. grew up on the streets of Brooklyn, even though she was a good girl. Uh, she was highly educated, even though she came from very meager means. And, um, you know, I'll still say, hands down, there is no greater performance from an actress uh, other than hers in uh, Stella Dallas. Mm. She, yeah. It's not a oh Western, but it, it, her, 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 she, that, that film breaks your heart. And I, I can't watch it without, her cry, without crying when she cries, looking in the rain through her daughter, through the fence to, uh, in the window of the home watching your daughter's wedding. Um, 
that's just one of them. The other one that kills me every time is Katie Hirado. And uh, I was going to bring her up. Billy the Kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, she was gorgeous and fabulous in in High Noon and so many others. But in that film, when she's married to Slim Pickens and he's dying after getting gut shot, um, that scene breaks your heart too. You know, she could do she more did with a look. Film. Yeah, she did another film that I really appreciated. It was um, it was with Spencer Tracy, and um, Spen- she was married to Spencer Tracy. And Spencer Tracy has three boys. Gosh, I'm really oh, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's uh, I love that Broken film. Lance, yes. Broken Lance. Yeah, that's it. With uh, Robert Wagner, yeah, Robert Bryan, Wagner. Earl Holliman, and Richard Whitmark. She was yeah, nominated I, I for supporting actress in that. Yeah, she was incredible in that film. She was, she sure was. And I love her sidekick, uh, uh, the Indian uh, by the name of Two Moons. Yeah. She's just a loyal, uh, uh, dedicated servant the whole film. And, of course, saves Robert Wagner's life at the end. You know, I love Linda Darnell, too, playing Big Nose Kate. Uh, when I was mm. working on the uh, Big Nose Kate book, <laughs> I just thought that was amazing that Linda Darnell plays Big Nose Kate. Linda Darnell, who is uh, a- another Jewish lady from uh, the Brooklyn area, playing a uh, Big Nose Kate as a Hispanic woman. So Okay. It just, it just kind of was all over the map. Like Jeffrey Hunter uh, playing uh, I'll also, coaches. I have to mention... Uh, <laughs> I, ha- I have to say this only just out of my own selfish need is, um, the, uh, to me, the greatest, uh, the other greatest uh, uh, female um, portrayal in a film, I think, is Joan Crawford versus Mercedes Cambridge in Johnny Guitar. Gosh, I'm they so glad you brought that up because uh, I tell you what, that each is. Other off each other so well. You know, <laughs> the, the hatred that, uh, that uh, 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 Mercedes Cambridge has for... Vienna, uh, Joan Crawford's character, is so overwhelming. It, it almost kind of, it almost kind of, it, bur- it singes your eyebrows as you watch it on the screen. And maybe well, it's you know, where people, is this hate coming from? That is one of my favorite films, and a lot of people hate that film. Uh, but I will tell you, Joan Crawford could not stand Mercedes Cambridge in making that film. Yeah. She even well, she didn't and, like anybody. Well, I know, you but know. I mean, she made life a living hell for Mercedes Cambridge in being able, in doing that film. I mean, she even uh, took one, took some of Mercedes Cambridge films and uh, Chloe's and cut them up. Yeah, oh, my God. Um, well, no, and they I have such hatred for each other. The other thing, that reason that picture is so good, is it does have Ward Bond, of course, which gives it a lot of legitimacy and some other great character actors. But the backdrop of the Red Rocks in northern Arizona are just gorgeous. Yeah. And, and the great dichotomy of that hatred between those two women. Uh, yeah, that... And I know that there's a, there, the scene where Mercedes Cambridge character is trying to get everybody together and yeah. say, you know, and they're all wearing black, too, at this point when they're going out to get, um, to get Vienna, who is uh, Joan Crawford's character's name. They're all yeah. wearing black. And they're, they're thinking about turning back, but Mercedes Cambridge kind of gets them all together and say, we've got to go forward. It was such an she amazing... She won't allow it. Well, you know, it was such an amazing part in that film that the ca- that the cast and crew afterwards, when they yelled, when they said "cut," they gave her, uh, they they applauded. Mm-hmm. And well, she was her character truly is a force of nature in that film. Yeah. Out. there's another performance really by Mercedes McCambridge that we shouldn't overlook, and that's in Giant. You know, because it, it, it is oh, overlooked in the picture, and and that is, I you know, I grew up around ranch people, and. She was a ranch woman in that picture, just 100%. All right, we got to do our next commercial break here, so everybody hang on. We're talking women in westerns with uh, Chris Enns, and I'm Harry Alexander, along with Bunker to France and Todd Roberts. He's in Los Angeles. This is Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be back after these messages. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and 
Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchman to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Rena henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Rena hench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Rena hench, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. You're Frank Gordon, eh? Any crime in that? Yes, there is. When that afternoon train comes through here for the east, you're going to be on it. Oh, no. I don't like trains. They make me seasick. You're going to be more than seasick if you don't take my advice. You ain't wanted in these parts. Folks are sure friendly around here, ain't you? This is the Voices of the West. Back on Emil Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France and Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. We're in Tucson, Arizona, by the way. And our guest is Chris Enns, former president of the Western Riders of America, and uh, or soon to be former president. And the train is leaving in five minutes. Be under it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there and, you go. It is. And speaking of uh, uh, of the high chaparral, although nobody was, but I played the music, so yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Linda Cristal. Oh yes, I love Linda. She passed yeah, well, away last year. She's just incredibly stunning. I mean, she could have just been on screen and said nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, she just was stunning. And she um, had a very good it, You career. know, I mean, one of the very first Hispanic actresses that I remember that I remember seeing on a regular basis. Hmm. Well, you know, I want to uh, talk about actually, my favorite. And well, first of all, you worked with Linda. Yeah. So give us well, some she is give us some very, uh, very professional. Uh, she spent most of the time when she wasn't working in front of the camera in the dressing room because you know, this was we, we shot dead of summer in Tucson yeah. and it was not unusual a million degrees for the temperature to be around 120 <laughs> temperature so, of the sun you know to preserve <laughs> to preserve her we we kept her under ice as much yeah. as we could yeah but uh, I want to talk about my favorite this I think she's one of the most beautiful women I ever saw in my life and that's Virginia Mayo and in my one of my all-time mm. favorite movies Colorado Territory mm-hmm. she just Oh, my yep. God. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, oh, Virginia Mayo, she was just wonderful. You know, what we're talking about radio. I was talking about radio earlier, and I remember listening to Virginia Mayo. She was on radio for yeah. a number of years mm-hmm. uh, playing playing different um, cowgirl leads on radio. So I grew up with her in that particular, um, that particular setting. But I tell you... You know, you, you you talk about some of these. I, I want to go back for a minute and talk about Barbara Stanwyck as oh, Annie yes. Oakley. Oh, yeah. Um, I Absolutely. Thought she, I thought she says an amazing Annie Oakley. 
Uh, that just shows her incredible range that she had. You know, these women that, and some of the other women that you don't, you don't really remember that, that contributed to Western pictures, not only Barbara Stanwyck and Annie Oakley, but I think sometimes we forget Shirley Temple. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that she made, uh, she made quite a few Westerns. And, you know, she was getting paid big bucks at her very young age. Oh. But The last man. That oh, was the one time picture. they said that, uh, the, the, well, yeah, she was, um, uh, of course, Philadelphia and Fort Apache. But the, the one time that they said they saw uh, uh, Daryl Abzanik, who was as hard as nails, the, who ran Fox Studios, was the day that a call came to his office that uh, Shirley Temple had fallen in the middle of shooting eight or so, nine, and she chipped a tooth. Mm. And you thought he was going to kill himself, literally. Oh my gosh. He, he, had, he did not know what to do. He was completely frozen and stagnated in, in, in midstream. <laughs> well, she but, was I mean, the top star the in the world for about five was, years. Oh, yeah. And he, this is a guy who was fearless, utterly fearless. He once flew a plane between skyscrapers in New York City. Um, he was just unbelievable, and and that's the power she had as as uh, as an actress, even into her teens when she continued to grow up because she became so beautiful. She was in uh, the big. Yeah, and I, uh, she was in the big. You got to protect your money. Yeah, yeah, uncredited yeah, well, was, role in the big. She, trail. You, you talk about a marquee player. She was the right. marquee player. You got to protect your money. I'll tell you, one of the women that that I knew for a number of years and uh, was just friends with and talked ad nauseum about westerns, and that was that was Doris Day. Oh, interesting. Um, well, another she played a great Jane. Calamity Jane. She did play yeah. great Calamity Jane. Um, and Annie Oakley. Just a, and the, and the, what a was dear the lady and. I beg your pardon? Was she did something like the sheriff wore a petticoat? Wasn't that one of hers? Um, yeah, she played, um, I think it was the Ballad of Josie yeah. something or other, where she played a sheep herder uh, on the range. Well, you know, we can't but talk just, about women in the Westerns without talking about Marie Windsor. <laughs> you know, Marie uh, Windsor, that's a, that's always a good one. I thought, I thought for sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just thought for sure you were going to say Jane Russell. Oh well, she she changed well, Western. She yeah. was she was the <laughs> that one changed because all of Western. her. Uh, yeah, they all had to be busty from her on. <laughs> right, even well, Marjorie May had to be busty. His, he had to. Uh, Howard Hughes paid his his uh, engineers uh, to design a bra for her I was to called make it look like she had no bra on, even though she did. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had the money. He could <clears throat> he could invest in those yeah. kind of ideas. But, I also uh, can't. We can't talk about westerns without talking about Raquel Welsh, uh, oh who to God. me was just the my just beyond. I, I I'm speechless even to this day uh, between Hundred Rifles and Bandolero. But I still, you know, the film Hanny Calder oh uh, is such a empowering female character. Uh, she's just. She's a true, true force of nature, uh, another force of nature in that film. Well, not a lot of women are going to look good just walking around in a sombrero and a, um, she was she was just wearing like a blanket. Poncho. She was, a poncho, yeah. yeah. A poncho. Yeah. She's wearing a, a poncho with her six guns uh, strapped around her waist. Yeah, not a lot of... Not a lot of people can pull that look off. Only Raquel Welch can pull that look off. Well, you know, don't but forget yeah, her yeah, my legend of walks say, far You could put her in a paper bag and she'd look good. Yeah, she, she was definitely one of those that could do it. Yeah. I tell you, um, another there just there's a couple others that, that I think really deserve being mentioned in terms of women who made Westerns, and that's Jean Arthur. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them is Jean Arthur. Absolutely. Shane. Arizona. Uh, yeah, Shane and, and then, Arizona. And then Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just, throw in just, Claire uh, Trevor. Claire Trevor. Yeah, well, Claire, Claire Trevor oh and stagecoach is, yeah. uh, she's one of the, she's so sweet and 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 uh, just such a tremendous role, a supporting role. But, you know, when people say, oh, you know, she wasn't the greatest actress, well, you don't forget, she won, 
the Oscar for Key Largo as Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress. Yeah, she's uh, actually she's one of my favorite actresses. I think I think Claire Trevor was just phenomenal, a oh, phenomenal yeah. talent. Yeah. Well, another another Rob's woman Dark that. Command. Oh my! And Dark Command. I forgot about that with Roy Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also uh, 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 Dead End uh, with Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Oh gosh. Or Man without a star. How about that one? Huh? Who, where she plays the ex-girlfriend who, had, when he goes to prison, she has to become a prostitute. Right. Uh, and uh, it's a heartbreaking performance. Heartbreaking. And Texas. I also got to say Texas. that Marlena Dietrich still, to me this day, is, is as gorgeous as anybody in uh, Destry Rides Again. Oh, of course. Uh, which, of course, inspired the greatest comedic in my opinion, the greatest comedic Western character, Lily von Stuck, oh, by uh, Madeline Kahn yeah. in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, Madeline Kahn is one of my absolute favorite actresses. You can't see her in that and then Paper Moon and not think that she's really amazing. Um, oh, Paper Moon, she's absolutely hilarious. As long as we're uh, talking about favorite... beautiful women, let's talk about Marjorie Maine in Westerns. Well, you know, Marjorie Maine was no slouch. Yeah. <laughs> Shepherd of the Hills, Maine. Jackass Male, Gentle Annie, Bad Company. Yeah. Bad Bascom. And Marjorie Maine, if I am not mistaken, was nominated for an Oscar. I think so. For, um, I can't remember for what film, but Marjorie Maine had, um, yeah, she was no slouch. She I was an old time friend of Barbara Stanwyck, too, back in the, uh, back in the show days in New York. Well, she's also on our on uh, one of our bumpers on our show during the commercials. Yes, uh, well, uh, spit in your there eye. You go. Spit in your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Take one more step, and old Betsy's going to spit in your eye. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I have to also say that uh, while we're talking on the subject of beauty, Jennifer Jones and Duel in the Sun. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, is, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I'm. I'll write bad checks, please. Seriously. Lust, Lust in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to the one of my 40s. favorite. Go ahead. One of my favorite ones was Gene Tierney as yep. Bell Star. Yep. Um, well, and also uh, the the uh, a newspaper reporter in the in Frank James, the return of Frank James with Henry Fonda. Right. And Jackie Cooper. Right. She's another one of those that was just absolutely, the camera just loved her. And a very, um, very prolific You know, there's, there's, there's uh, Jane Fonda from Cat Baloo. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, uh, Electric Horseman. Electric Horseman, yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, the, the star of Cat Baloo, of course, was Lee Marvin. But um, And the horse. Yeah, he stole that picture. Yeah, no kidding, the horse. And then oh, I, subject to, go ahead. Chris. I was just going to say, and for me, it's always you know she not necessarily motion pictures, but television. I always loved Gail Davies. I mean, she played Annie Oakley in the television series. You you and like was, Annie Oakley? I can tell that. <laughs> well, you know, I wrote a book called <laughs> yeah. Trials of Annie Oakley, which, yeah. by the way, just got um, it just got picked up to be made into a film with the uh, Cowboy Channel. So. Awesome. awesome. Hey, we got to do our final commercial break here, folks. If uh, you got any influence, Chris, I'm available yeah. for that. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do our final commercial break. Chris Enns is our guest. We're talking about women in the Westerns. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. It's Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities 
activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank of Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Got a little present for you. A 25 cent piece I plugged at 20 yards. I got a little present for you, Pat. A nickel plugged at 30 yards. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to go out and ruin a nice new shiny 10 cent piece. <laughs> Good night, everybody. This is the Voices of the West. An old cowpoke been riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. Why not go with the original? <laughs> when <laughs> We're going to go with it, you know. Vaughn Monroe there, Ryan. Ghost Riders in the Sky. Welcome back to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest, Chris Enns, and we're talking about the women of the Westerns. And I gotta say, uh, you know, when I do these promotions for uh, the show, you know, I pop them all over Facebook. And we had one somebody respond to uh, one of my posts here, and the picture I used to promo the uh, this particular show is of Katie Geraldo, uh Amanda Blake, and Catherine Ross. Oh, that's an interesting trio. And. The comment was, two out of three, not bad. Can you really call Ross a Western actress? Really? Oh, yes, you can. Are you kidding me? Of course. She married to Sam Elliott. How more Western can you be? (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I'm just passing on. How can you forget her from from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Sundance Kid. Just saying. (laughs) Hey, Chris. uh, Before we we wrap this up, I want to give you uh, a little time to talk about Hacking the Western, the West, you know, the organiz- the thing that the WWA is doing to help educate the kids about our country yeah. and our heritage. Okay. Well, uh, Hacking the West has been doing very well. We have um, we we have created curricula uh, about women who are, were um, were teachers and doctors. We have curriculum for uh, the trails. Uh, for for um, P 
people like Nat Love. We've really been developing, creating our curriculum right along that go hand-in-hand with our documentary series. And we have the first six of the eight pieces of our documentaries done, and uh, they've just really turned out very well. And um, we showed them last year at um, at our um, convention, WWA convention, and uh, we we hope to be finishing our next two, which is on Native Americans, and we'll be doing Standing Bear, and um, we're just very excited about the way that it's going. And and I know True West Magazine named our Packing the West program uh, one of the top preservation pieces of the West, and we're really proud of that. Um, and so we're just moving right along with it, and, and hopefully we'll have some, some more news to be able to report come June at this year's convention in Great Falls, Montana. But it's just, it's just really doing very well. We've and won they've a won a couple awards, of so awards, too. Yeah, we have. We've won a couple of awards for the documentaries. And it's, you know, the, the ultimate goal is to be able to bring the stories of the American frontier and uh, the heroes of the American frontier into schools to be able to teach children not only about these amazing characters, but about literature. And uh, I like that thing where you take the trunk into the classroom. Yeah, the trunks. The, yeah, the actual, we call it packing the West, and inside the trunks are pieces of the American frontier that we can share with children. I've been traveling around quite a bit um, with the trunk about women, and I've talked about women gold rushers and the suffragettes, and uh, it's really it's really turned out to be a great, a, a great event and a very well-received, and um, gosh, I'm just, thank you very much for the opportunity to be able to talk about it. Um, like I said, we will have more to report when we get these next two pieces done because we have eight documentaries to do in total, and uh, we should be ready to ready to move with the program in a big way come June. Well, if uh, you don't talk about the history, then you're liable to forget about it, and yeah. that's a very important to talk about the history, and that's one of the reasons we do this program. The heritage, <laughs> the history. Heritage, history, whole, whole ball of wax, everything. Everything concerned hey, speaking about the of history, history, I just want to I just want to add one more lady to my list that I always thought was just an incredible actress, and she was the star of one of my favorite films, which is Once Upon a Time in the West, and that's Claudia Claudia Cardinale. Oh yeah, I was just going to say that I got three names to throw at you, Chris, and I'd love you to comment on one or all three: Claudia Cardinale in Once Upon a Time in the West and The Professionals, Julie Christie in McCabe and Mrs. Miller, and mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett in Missing. Oh my stars! Yeah, missing. That's a, that was a hard one to wrap your hands around. Yeah, yeah. That was that, a rough uh, film to watch. Yeah, yeah. the bad guy in that one is sure a bad guy. But Claudia Claudia Cardinale, can you imagine what what amazing casting that was all the way around in that film? Mm-hmm. But she's just so stunning. And yes, you know the fact but she that tries she plays, to seduce uh, Burt Lancaster in uh, the Professionals is oh my god beyond yes. sexy. Yeah, but just just her being cast as the prostitute Jill from New Orleans and Once Upon a Time in the West, and you you think that she's a person that's going to start changing her ways, and uh, all she wants is Charles Bronson. And that scene where he comes back after he shoots and kills Henry um, Fonda's character, and he comes back in to announce that he's going to be leaving, she's just devastated, just devastated. Yes. Because she's hoping that he's going to stay there and help build the town. Uh, yeah, I mean that. This, this is such a great topic. To, what about Diane Lane for crying out loud and Lonesome Dove? Well, uh, absolutely. We're going to have to do another uh, show. Oh, don't because I got three yeah. I wanted to throw we're out we're out thought. we're out of time. Oh, so darn. we're going to have to do a part two. If those, you, if you would be yeah, willing to, yeah, because we Chris. haven't touched on Molly Parker from. See? I know. Uh, Deadwood. There's yeah. so many women that we can talk about. Virginia Gregg. The women of the West Holt. right again. You know, we're going to have to do yeah. another another program. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Chris. Oh, Appreciate it so much. Well, it's always fun to have you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this in a, a couple months. We'll bring it back. Um, what do you think? You should make her a regular on the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll make you a regular. Yeah, yeah you there you go. There you go, guys. Just add something. It. Add to your already busy day. <laughs> you know, we'll, well, we'll I appreciate it. Thank you guys God. for letting me be on the program. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> it for this edition of Emil Francie's Voices of the West. Next time we get together, we're talking about the talkies, the first talkies 
Cowboys, cowboy see. talkies, yeah. Cowboys talk, and and so that's that's coming up next time on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 78, 79, and 80 O's women. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.